three, two, one. Good enough. <laughs> All right, so Benny, first milestone, episode three. Right. We're already three deep. We made uh, it past the pilot. The next I know. Episode. I know they've accepted us. We're on Spotify now. Uh, we're also on Amazon, and hopefully within the next Amazon. week. Yeah, apparently Amazon does podcasts too. Nice. And hopefully within the next week or so, I can guess on to uh, Apple Music Podcasts and Google. Because Google knows everything we do already, so. Yeah, it's, it's true. Why not keep going? But uh, I have something that uh, you might have some insight into. Oh. Being a former sonar tech for the Navy. Uh, apparently, a couple weeks ago, they uh, they went after old Nessie again. With all the new technology they have, because I think it was a couple who was honeymooning or something, uh, claimed they uh, saw that old battle axe peering out of the lake, and it started a whole hunt, and they're they're going after her again. I, it's it's like it isn't just nasty. There's all kinds of stuff in the ocean uh, that that they they try to find. I mean. I don't know. I don't. I don't think there's never been a creature like this sighted. Not really. Not for real. I mean, could something like this exist? Maybe, but like, I've seen the deepest, darkest parts of the ocean, and you know, there's still stuff that surprises us. But I just, I don't know. The thing that always gets me about the Loch Ness Monster that I think is pretty funny is it's not like somewhere like the Mariana Trench or something. It's in a fucking lake. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I I understand that lakes can be deep and all that. Like, I'm not saying that's not true, but it's like... The lake... You really think there's going to be this giant sea monster in a lake and the lake's 800 owned... feet deep like yeah and we've never been able to find definitive proof of it yeah i've shot submarines at greater depths than that like i don't know see and that's and that's the thing you, you hit the nail on the head like could 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 a mysterious strange sea creature exist absolutely right uh could it exist in the loch ness i don't know I, I'm I'm not I'm skeptical. Have you ever like what what's what's the weirdest thing you've ever picked up on sonar? Have you ever found any deep sea creatures, any giant squids cracking? Okay, yeah. I haven't but one of the coolest things that they get every once in a while is uh we get whales, right? Um I don't know how much you've written in them, the giant squid, right? The giant squid that can grow up to like 30, they live captured them at like 30 meters long or something like that, right? Um, they fight sperm whales. Uh, I've heard recordings of this. Uh, nice. We have recordings of this um, documented in our, in our like acoustic libraries. And uh, 
it's the weirdest thing because it's like two gigantic creatures and they are causing a ruckus. Um, have you have you ever caught anything on sonar that you couldn't that you had no explanation for like you, you something popped up and you're like I, I have no idea what this is um I haven't personally there there have been there are recordings of things that they haven't figured out what they are they're, they've lived chalked up to biologics um there are a lot of them correspond in like the Arctic and stuff, and a lot of them are chalked up to ice. Um, mm. But like glaciers breaking apart. Yeah, because it can sound like a lot of stuff. But there is a thing. The biggest thing we have is called the bloop. I don't know, have you ever heard about the bloop? No. The bloop. The bloop. So the bloop was a noise recorded in the South Pacific in the middle of nowhere. I'm talking middle of nowhere right like out there south, wait, um, south pacific so like what like south of hawaii uh like east of like west of south america hmm. um so the blue right uh it's one of the last unknown truly unknown sounds they, they still equate it to ice but like maybe but the thing with the bloop was it was so loud um it was detected five thousand it's detected three thousand miles away it was so is loud it... wait is it like and a reoccurring thing or they caught it once they caught it twice i think and then never caught it again. And it was both both times in the same spot. Yeah. yeah the only, I I don't know. There's a lot of weird like this isn't an ocean thing necessarily, but there are a lot of weird um, unknown sounds. Like mm-hmm. have you seen the videos of uh, the trumpets from the sky? I've heard about them. Yeah, I've heard about them. Yeah, it's so, I don't know if I've it's heard a, them. There's a rabbit hole that I've gone down. It's so weird that, like, sometimes there's just inexplicable horns from the sky. And, like, there's not, like, any events or anything going on that day that would necessarily cause it. Um, do you remember... God, this had to be, like, 15 years ago. I think he was a... I think he was a pro wrestler... His name was Jesse Ventura. Mm-hmm. They, like started a conspiracy theory show with him, and he was like investigating that, and like went up to the Harp location in Alaska. Have you heard about that? Uh, uh-uh. I, I haven't. I haven't heard. I haven't read too much about what he did. I know who he is, but yeah, that, that shit used to terrify me as a kid. Oh. Because it was, it was like now looking back at it, it's like, okay, yeah, it's just like all, you know, stuff that even Alex Jones would laugh at. But like hearing that shit as a kid, it's like terrifying. I'm going to take uh, a look at it. But um, something else you might have some insight on. There was a, 
a guy, a Florida man specifically, I believe this was last week, who built this, like, hamster wheel. And he's, like, encased inside this bubble, and it's got, um... You, you, you know water wheels, how they have, like, those little paddles to keep them spinning? Yeah. He almost, like, put those on both sides of the bubble... And was going to run from Florida to the UK. Wow. I mean, I, I mean, you're the you're the ocean expert here. Is is it possible? Is it doable? No, no, no he 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 wouldn't make it. No, there's no way. He he's like a repeat offender too. The Coast Guard has apprehended him multiple times for trying this. I think the last time he was trying to run down uh I think he was running down to the Caribbean, like uh Haiti or something like that. And each time the Coast Guard like apprehended him and in this hamster ball he's got like all these supplies and shit that he's collected to try and uh try and make the run from Florida to wherever. And this There's was like no his way. most ambitious he was trying to run. Because he is like a marathon runner. It's not like... Well, I was going to say it's not like he's a crazy man, but he obviously is. But he's not like... It's, it's not like... he He's not athletic and isn't capable of running. <laughs> but <laughs> he thinks he's capable of running in this hamster ball from Florida to the UK. That's so far. That's through the worst parts of the Atlantic. <laughs> and the the Coast Guard, uh, he's gotten he's gotten far too. Like, uh, I think one time he got he got a few miles off the coast one time. And maybe maybe you just not intervene next time and let it happen. I think this time, uh, if I remember correctly, he got he got a couple miles off the coast, but he was drifting south. <laughs> so for all intensive purposes, he was actually getting farther away from the UK, but he was still running, and the little paddles were going, and he was he was trying to get there. He, bu- he like builds these contraptions all by himself, and. It's not like he's just, like, some guy. Like, he has a wife and family. <laughs> His wife is trying to stop him from doing this, but he, he is just intent on this. People, you know, it's it's crazy the things that people commit themselves to. Like, he wanted to do it. It was his dream, I guess. I'm, I mean, I'm not one to judge. Maybe, maybe he'll figure it out. Maybe he actually can do it. I mean, he has, he, uh, I can't remember the number, but he did get an impressive distance off of the coast one time. But <laughs> the Coast Guard, like, he, he's technically not committing any crimes doing it necessarily. But he is a danger to himself, so the Coast Guard keeps arresting him and then uh, confiscating his... Flotation devices that he builds in his garage and tries this shit on. 
God, I can't. I can't. <laughs> uh. But anyways, on the uh, on the subject of adventure, uh, have you gotten around to playing Starfield yet? Uh, a little bit, a little bit. Yeah, I uh, I like it a lot. I have heard that if you have played any Bethesda game in the past, you've basically already played Starfield. Uh, to an extent. I mean, the RPG format that they use is kind of similar. Like the 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 way the way the game feels is, is similar, but the setting is so unique that it makes up for it. Right, so, like Skyrim and well, Fallout how... were not the same setting, but they were similar. They had similar elements to them and similar things in them. Starfield is just space and guns. And like futuristic guns and like mining and you know stuff like it's on a whole nother level. I've heard so I've heard uh from first impressions that there's just no major changes that are that significant. It's like everything just flows a little bit better than previously, but besides that, like it's just it's exactly what you'd expect from a Bethesda game. Well, I mean, which I mean, I guess for me works. I enjoy Bethesda games and their style and I guess I kind of flow with the if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But a I'm lot all... of people are extremely underwhelmed by it. I'm also not playing it to 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 compare it to other Bethesda games. I'm playing it to be a space pirate, right? Like, it, it's what it's what your expectation is in the game. Um, you know, I use it as an avenue to fuel my creativity and go steal stuff in space and have so fun. How many hours do you have put into it so far? O- only like only like fifteen or something like that. Not not a lot. I haven't really gotten to. I've, I've flown around a little bit. I've shot some stuff. I've done some combat. I've like looted. I've sold some stuff. Uh, I did like most of the basic stuff in it, and uh, it's so far. I'm having a blast. Uh, how far into the uh, actual story are you? Not very. Because I have heard that it is absolute dog shit. It seems strange. TBD. TBD. Yeah, more to play. I don't know, but that's the. You don't you don't play Skyrim for the story. Yeah, right. Like, like you don't play Fallout for the story. You yeah, play it to get loot, power armor, and 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 mess up mutants and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I, it's not necessarily. It doesn't excuse it per se, but it's the expectation from Bethesda. I mean, the story to. Skyrim was like as base level as you could get. It was just like a world scenario with an evil that you needed to stop. Yeah, I know people who didn't finish it for like ever. What, Skyrim? Yeah, they just never finished the story really. They just played Skyrim. The the thing with Skyrim is like uh, the main story is just so bad. Because it's so base level, like, 
all of the guild quests, like the Thieves Guild, the Companions, the Dark Brotherhood, the Dawn Guard, like all of that was so much more compelling than the actual story yeah. you're supposed to be following. Like the Thieves Guild actually had like crazy plot twists and developments, and it's like the story yeah. is just yeah, so yeah, yeah. baseline. I mean, like, Oblivion was kind of the same thing where it's like a world-ending yeah. event with a big evil that you have to stop, but there was at least, like, some developments and shit that you don't expect, like uh, going to Mankar's Paradise or whatever and all that shit. Yeah. Like, there are, there are at least some layers to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, our, uh, our Lord and Savior... Todd Howard uh, did actually speak on uh, Starfield mods and said, oh, well, users will be able to create new planets and experiences for themselves using mods. Did you hear one of the biggest gripes I heard about uh, Starfield? And I actually saw Asmongold... um, do a do a clap back to this and i agree with them 100 percent um starfield promised seamless worlds of exploration right what you get is you load onto a planet you've got about five pois that you can check out it's a big zone it's like a giant zone but you got like some pois you can check out you know there's like a abandoned base there's a cave there's some monsters to kill there's pirates you know, whatever, generic stuff, but it's, you know, skinned and flavored a little bit different and stuff. But you do all that stuff, you wake your ship, you fly away. And so many people hated that, but at the same time, it's like, what else are you going to do on the planet? You're going to go explore the planet that has nothing on it, just scenery? I mean, maybe, but, like, most of the players who play the game aren't going to do that. They're going to do the events, they're going to collect the stuff, they're going to pimp out their ship and, and do stuff. And there's a lot of hate on it originally because of that. But I think I, I like it. I like the model they have. Well, I think, uh, <laughs> I mean, his statement is kind of weird because it flows into that of like, oh, people can create things on the planets and stuff and create new planets and worlds to explore and all that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people were dunking on that statement because essentially how it reads is he's like we laid the groundwork for you finish the game for us i think that's mis- that's misleading i think i think more 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 what he's trying to convey is to me the game is if you just play the game and just with the story because you get a good ship at the beginning you can get good stuff the whole way through the campaign you can do the you can do the main story, right? Like, if you just played the game, you scratch the tip of the iceberg. It's kind of up to you to do other stuff other than just the campaign. Okay, and and the game I can compare that to is uh, uh, Cyberpunk was kind of that way. In Cyberpunk, you could do the main story and power through the game and never do a side quest and still do well. I like, think I think there is some merit to it though because I mean the only reason that 
Skyrim is still as popular as it is today is because of the modding community. Mm. And that's why Bethesda pushes mods so much because it's the one thing that keeps their games alive. It's pretty much, you know, they they do what they need to and lay the groundwork, and then from there it's all hands-off. They can literally just leave the game there and people will fix it for them. There are patches for Skyrim that are mod patches that have done more to fix glitches and stuff in the game than anything Bethesda has ever released. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, it really does feel like, I, I think his statement did actually kind of read as like, almost saying like, Hey, we gave you what you need to, to complete the game for us. Which, I mean, is kind of how every studio works. I mean, modders pretty much always finish the work that the developers lay down. But this time it just feels like he's self-reporting and being like, yeah, just finish the game for us. We, we did what we could. The rest is up to you. Yeah. I don't know. I have to see more of it. I mean I I, I like think... it I like it so far. I like the feel of it. I like like the gameplay. I like flying my ship. I like outfitting my ship. I like doing stuff. I like how uh have you seen the infamous uh potato TikTok? No. They fill a hold with potatoes, right? They open the door and like hundreds of potatoes fall out. But the cool thing is each potato has its own physics. So it looks like potatoes are coming out of a door. Oh, really? Like it's wild to see in a game. So they have a lot of good things going for them, but time will tell. I'll play it some more, see how bored I get, see what happens. Yeah, I'm interested to see where it goes. Um, I mean, Skyrim is definitely a game that has stood the test of time, whereas Fallout 4 really didn't. I mean, Fallout 4 kind of fell off pretty fast. I mean, even though the modding community was there and it laid all of the same groundwork that Skyrim did, it just wasn't the same success that Skyrim had and didn't have the same success following it. But I guess at this point, there are a lot of eyes on Bethesda now because their next project has to be The Elder Scrolls VI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Um, in that same vein, did you hear that Rockstar confirmed that there will be I mean, GTA 6 was already happening no matter what, but they pretty much confirmed GTA 7 and uh, the next Red Dead game. Essentially, well, it would actually be uh, Red Dead 4, if you count Red Dead Revolver. 
So going forward, they've confirmed that um, they literally just said as long as the games make money, they're just going to mm-hmm. keep making them. And they will. They, I mean, I mean, you know, for for all these people who, who talk about Starfield, that that are like, well, I don't like this, I like that. I mean, there are plenty of people who are going to play it, and there are plenty of people who will talk shit about it and still play it. It's like that with with almost anything. It's just kind of a weird thing with Rockstar, though. Is like they definitely follow the money, so that statement is kind of concerning because. It's taken into consideration that they pretty much let Red Dead Online die because it didn't make as much money as they wanted it to. Which I find weird because they could have. But there wasn't enough content, like, there wasn't enough for me to spend my money on. Yeah. Like, I'm like, here, I got my wallet, I got my wallet, but, like, there was nothing to, nothing to buy. There's nothing to do. Have, There's... have you played GTA Online? No, I heard it's... Similar to Red Dead, but there's actually like a lot of stuff you can get in it. Yeah, I've never, I I haven't really dedicated the time to it, but I mean, yes, they are going to continue making the games for as long as they make money. But the reason that GTA Six isn't out is because they're just milking GTA, GTA Five as much as they can with mm-hmm. the shark cards and all that kind of shit. And. I mean, I haven't put enough time into GTA to really say, but I feel like if you don't actually have a crew, there's not a lot to do. I've heard that. I've heard that. Because, like, just going in myself, like, I feel like I've done all the single-player stuff you can do online, and it's like, at this point, I feel like I actually would need, like, an actual crew to progress anywhere. Because the only other thing there is to do is drive around and let people on flying motorcycles kill you. Uh, but so we also have uh, the new um, Unity issue. Yeah, I was wondering when you were gonna bring that up. Uh, yeah, where where are, your, where are your thoughts? Uh... I think it's a money grab, and I well, okay. Not here oh, for oh, it. Well, well, let's set the groundwork. So essentially, what's right. going down is Unity is, which is um, an engine that a lot of games use, and they are going to charge the devs of games every time someone installs the game. And that's not just the initial installation. If you uninstall a game and reinstall it, that counts. So if you're like me and you have uninstalled Phasmophobia 15 times and reinstalled (laughs) it 15 times, the devs will have been charged 15 times for you installing that game. Yeah, I've seen so much outrage from it, man. Like, I, I don't... I, I here's the thing. If they want to change how they want to do their 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 how they want to do make money and stuff, right? That's their right. They can they can they can explore those options. But that retroactively part and like still the uh the the way it works is just not gonna work. So 
Well, I mean, it's not. I'm. I'm pretty sure. Like, you can't just. It has to be illegal. I. I mean, I don't know anything about game development really, aside from very base level stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's gotta be illegal to take Unity assets and use them in another engine, right? No, because you created them. They're not Unity assets. So essentially, like. Like if I build a model in Unity, that's my model. Uh, Unity. But then so Unity, like, prov- then the Unity physics, provide those assets in a way. The physics that the model provides belongs to Unity. Like, um, I can't take a full animated Unity file and necessarily oh. plug it into plug it in Unreal or something like that, right? Like you, you might like you technically okay, so you can, you physically can. But it might lead to questions. Now, the artwork, um, the intellectual property, that's all yours. Yeah, that's yours. So, you know, but, but, then, but then we're just talking about all the time animating that. All the time building your stuff into the Unity engine. You can't, it, it's, it's not necessarily, you know, not yours to use. It's that you have to use it in another engine. You have to build all that stuff up in the engine from scratch. So... When I and first... that's the problem when you have games that are like three years in development. That's what they're talking about. Yes, that's but it's gonna be so hard for. I mean, now your option is to either just. I mean, it's gonna lead to a lot of people who, you know, if you hate a dev, it's just gonna lead to people uninstalling and reinstalling the game a million times. You know, leaving their I... computer on all night and. I saw that know, just too. Constantly going back and forth like that's just. It's just what's gonna happen, like it's a whole so, nother whole nother world of review bombing, man. Yeah, and so it's like if if you wanna move to a different engine, I mean for some studios that's just not easy. I mean Unity isn't all small titles either. I mean some of them start as small titles and move to big ones like Among Us was the one that just kind of started out as an indie project using Unity and then you know became something big but I mean there's mm. games like Super Hot City Skyline that use VR chat. Unity VR chat uh, yeah. I brought it up in chat Hearthstone Hearthstone uses Unity I want to see what Big Daddy Microsoft has to say about that yeah it's, it's not like it's By the time this goes into effect, devs... that deal should be closed. It's not just indie devs who use it as a thing, but indie devs, I think, are the ones that are going to take the biggest hit from it because, I mean, if Microsoft wants to, they can easily, you know... They can eat the cost. Their... They can afford it. Yeah, and they, like... they they have the... They can eat the cost in the time that it takes them to move from Unity to Unreal if that's yeah. the way they were going to do it. Mm. I was also reading a thing saying that um, it could ding on uh, the gaming services that sell these games. Like, Sony was a big one. The Sony Marketplace that sells these games out and, like, always takes a cut of the game, right? Uh, they could charge Sony Marketplace. And now you got big-time players on both sides of the fence in the fight. Yeah, and... so. I mean, it would almost make sense for initial installation, 
Because what they would just do is just upcharge the game. Like, that's the only option they have. But if it counts for every time you install it, I feel like the only way a lot of developers are going to be able to eat that cost is by charging a subscription fee to play the game. Mm-hmm. At first, I thought it was a good thing. Because the way I read it initially, I thought what they were trying to do was cut down on asset flips. So I thought what they were doing was they were just... They, they were doing this to dissuade people from using Unity to, you know, just flip a few assets and then put a game on Steam that has basically nothing in it and charge, like, 50 bucks for it. Or sometimes, yeah. like, people go crazy and charge, like, $1,000 for a game on Steam. It's a, a stunt, yeah. So that's what I thought initially they were trying to uh, prevent because that has given you that has actually hurt Unity's brand. Like, mm-hmm. it's done a lot of damage. Like, anytime uh, like a streamer or YouTuber plays a game and Unity pops up, they're like, oh, yeah, that's a great start. It's a Unity game. Because, you know, you go in there and you have like Wild West Cowboy Gunslinger Outlaw Redemption 2 Simulator. Yeah, and all of those it, mobile games that just you know are they're just a good a, engine though. It's a good engine, but it's just used for shit asset flips yeah. and mobile games that are literally just there so they can sell you adverts and make money off of it when the game is just basically nothing. But uh, mm. I guess at this point. I haven't heard any real solutions. Well, I know. Yeah, the the only solution is to change engines, and and a lot of people can't do that because Unity. One good thing about Unity was that it was a easy to use, cheaper engine. You know, it can't process gigantic three D graphics, but it's easy to use and it can do quite a bit. I don't. Yeah, I don't understand the I don't understand the motive because it's not like there aren't other options it's like yeah the Unity is the easiest and cheapest to use but I mean well, at that point it's just as easy to switch to Unreal I think Unreal is more expensive I think I don't know um, Unreal but is I mean, harder to use like Unity one person can sit down in Unity and animate a scene like that uh, we yeah, use but, VR chat avatars. But at that point, I mean, is it really cheaper to use if you're being charged every time somebody buys and installs your game? See, that's the that's the kicker. Before, you know, when you paid for, um, not pro, but the one in the middle version of version of Unity, um, it was it was a cost you ate as your company, and you know you made it up in sales. Um, but you know, it was now just—it's just, just a cost that every other company had. Yeah, it costs doing business. Yeah, it's like you know, you have to spend money to make money, and that's exactly yeah. what Unity was. But apparently, they weren't making enough money, and 
they caved into the shareholders. Yeah, that's another layer that I don't understand. Like, Unity stock has dropped. Like, that's mm -hmm. not good for the shareholders. Like, this is a decision that everyone fucking hates. It went like, from... Yeah, it dropped two bucks, two bucks a share uh, earlier today. Which is significant because it's not very high. Yeah, so it's like... Are you really catering to the shareholders if you fucking drop the price of the shares? I mean, now the shareholders are losing money. And people yep. are threatening to leave Unity. Like, I don't... It, it just baffles me how they came to this decision. There's no good reason for it. They want to make more money. And they thought they could do it. But they... They underestimated us. I mean, centrals. I mean, there's people like me, like, I don't have, like, a, you know, top-of-the-line gaming PC. I literally use an Acer Nitro 5 that has very limited storage. So half the time, you know, when you and I are going to play a game, unless it's a game that we play really often, when we decide we're going to play a game, I reinstall it because i don't have the room to keep it on there like i'll install another game that we don't play too often and install the game we're gonna play mm -hmm. so i mean like all the time i'm uninstalling and reinstalling things in my steam library like it's just gonna fuck up everything um have they uh have they uh said when this is gonna take effect uh, january 1st i believe it coincided with um, uh, Cult of the Lambs shutdown. Yeah, I mean, that's already a you know fairly big title that is already leaving because of this decision. So I don't... I, I don't know how Unity thought this was going to benefit them. I mean, it's the same way. It's the same thing that happened with Reddit. It was it was another way to try to make more money, but people can't afford it, and people aren't going to pay it. People are going to say, "Screw you," and do something else. Yeah, I think. I mean, it's definitely going to lead to some level of boycott. I just hope they don't make the same mistake they made with Reddit because with Reddit what they did was they said all these subreddits were shutting down for two days. I mean, a couple shut down indefinitely. I think a couple actually are even still down. Yeah, yeah, there's, there's some that are down. But what they did was they said that, you know, we're shutting down two days in response to this. Uh, new policy change and that gave reddit like a date like they knew that they just had to outlast two days and they'd be completely fine and they just ate the cost of those two days where people weren't on reddit mm -hmm. so i mean if if they're going to 
protest this, I hope they at least go about it in the right way. Uh, yeah. I know you got you got any topics you want to get out there? Any grievances uh, to air? The iPhone 15. I'm not an Apple person, but I try to stay up on technology. Um, yeah. And the dawn did... of the USB-C Apple. Yeah, and did you hear why iPhone, that iPhone. is? Uh, I know about the EU's lawsuit. Yep, that's exactly what it was. I watched uh, Budahar's video on it. It was. Just, I. I. I mean, you know. You know. I. I. I hate Apple products. I will admit they're good devices, but I hate them. It's personal preference, right? Um, they don't. The whole thing with a separate charging cable, it's it's one more gimmick to try and make more money. Uh, it's, it's one way to try to separate themselves from the competition. It really doesn't benefit anyone. Um, and I'm kind of glad they're switching back over to USB-C. Now, I did see that uh, they're selling a USB-C to Lightning adapter. 30 bucks. But... Uh, yeah, I'm a little. I I like that. And I the mean, phone itself, the iPhone 15 is like nice. It's got a titanium case. It's got a re re refreshed UI. Like it's it's nice for phone. I mean, every single time they upgrade the camera, so that's obviously going to be better. This is a little better. It's the camera in the 15 is comparable my comparable to my S22 Ultra, and it's it's very nice. I'm I'm like I'm here for it, right? I mean, they've um, been beating out. If you're gonna out... pay that much for an iPhone. It's got to be good. I mean, they, they've been beating out Samsung in terms of camera quality for quite a few years now. I mean, it used to be the gold standard was if you want a good camera, you have Samsung. Yeah. But then I think it was the iPhone 8, I think, where they like completely overhauled the camera. And since then, the camera quality has been iPhone's like biggest selling point in comparison to Samsung. Well, the well, did, yeah, didn't so you say you get? Four... Isn't your phone through work? Like, doesn't your work pay for your phone? Y yeah, they they bought me an S twenty two. So like, if you wanted to, would they like? Could you request an iPhone? Yep. The, the the so the two big options are the fourteen or S twenty two. And I, I always, I've always had an Android phone. Um, so I got an S22, and I liked it better. Yeah, I think I made the switch probably about five years ago now. And, uh, I mean, I always just used um, whatever was the old iPhone at the time. Yeah, last year's model, quote-unquote. Yeah, except this was, like, Four Not years ago's year, motto. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, and then I just got like a really cheap uh, Samsung, and since then I've just kind of stuck with the Samsung A series. I the the couple things that, that really set me off of 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 iPhones is like they're not that different from each other. Yeah, and, and there's like, not many options. Like you have yeah. with the Samsung, you have the a series and there's you know 
10 different phones in the A series, and then you have the S series where there's, you know, five different phones, and then they have the Z flips now and all that. With and, the that iPhone, and that's it's like, do you Samsung. want the, yeah, do you want you, the 14 you can... or you want the 14 Pro? Yeah. That's just with Samsung. Now you're talking even the LG phones, you know, the Motorola phones, right? Like, yeah. The last yeah, LG so... phone I bought was a Windows phone, and it was really nice, but it had no support. Like that could there were no there were hardly any apps for it. That's another thing. There's hardly any apps for, like there's there's enough apps to do what you need to do, but there's not as many apps for Apple, for iPhones. There's a lot of phone like regulations that are starting to come into place. Like, it's a light show on my screen because I got different tabs open. Um. Last year, I think there was a bill passed in New York. I think it was passed. It was on, it was on the table, at least. I don't know if it actually uh, passed, but it was around last, this time last year that uh, they were trying to get something into the law that um, phone uh, companies, like, the com- like Apple and Samsung, actually provide the phones. Mm-hmm. With with the phone, in addition to an SD, uh, or a SIM card key, they also have to include tools and an instruction manual for you to fix your phone yourself if you want to and have the capability to. I heard something like that, and the big thing was that was a jab at Apple when I'd heard it. Yeah, basically. Because. You can't, yeah, you have to have like an authorized dealer or someone who knows how to do it work on it. Yeah, you have um, no option to fix your phone if you want to. And it, um, if you do, it, and you mess something up and you send it to Apple, like you, Apple will you avoid, just, the, you avoid the warranty. Yeah, Apple will just send it back to you and say, We're not gonna do anything to this because you fucked it up. Which is, which is like a lot of tech products, but it's nice that they're actually moving forward in some way with it uh, for mobile devices. Mobile devices have always been a thing because you know what? I've had two, I've had Dell computers for a lot of my life, like Dell laptops, and their customer support and their serviceability is really good. Like they are the opposite of Apple in a lot of ways. Uh, I had a, I had a keyboard go out on one of mine. And I call them, and they're like, "Yeah, here's the here's the part. We'll send it to you. It's under warranty, so it's free. Uh, these are the instructions on how to put it in. Give us a call if you need it, and then go to town." And it was like leaps and bounds different from dealing with Apple products. Yeah, I I am kind of curious to see how many people actually do like start to fuck up at that point, though, like people who think they know how to fix their phone and then open it up and have no idea what they're looking at yeah part of me part of me is also like if you don't know what you're doing don't be that guy yeah so i like if i don't know how to replace the valves in my car or adjust the valves in my car i'm not gonna go in the shop and pull my heads off and start adjusting valves and you know like 
Yeah, so I'm kind of interested to see. I feel like there's going to be a transition period where people, like, try to start to fix their own phones and then realize that they can't. But but what'll be nice is, like, there'll be more people who can. So there'll be more shops you can go to that fix it and, you know. Yeah, is that... Yeah, and I think you only stand to really... I mean... I think you only really stand to gain money. Because, I mean, at that point, then you're just selling parts. Yeah. I mean, the parts are... You can sell for more than... What's the saying? Like, the parts are worth more than the sum of the parts or whatever like that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and and I mean, that's that's like all these all these all these uh these people who break the backs of their phones and stuff, but they're like, oh, if I send it in, it's gonna be a pain in the butt, and it's gonna be this much to get it fixed. So I'm gonna get it fixed, and then they drop it again, and it doesn't break because it's already broken, right? If the parts and materials were readily available, they could pay to fix that. Then they could pay to fix it again. They could pay to fix it again, and each time was less than how it used to be, but the total adds up to more, so you win. Yeah. Uh, that's what car companies do. Um, you know, yeah, like so a lot of these parts that, that need to be like, you know, oil, oil changes is a big one because like unless you race your car, you don't have to change it for, you know, six, eight, ten thousand miles, depending on what your car says. Like the Mustang says every ten thousand miles, change your oil. Ford printed that in the manual. Uh, yet you go to like a Pennzoil, they'll be like, "Oh yeah, it's been six thousand miles. You need to change your oil," and they just milk you for money. Yeah, so I think we're really like kind of leaving the wild west days of mobile devices because at this point, it's like the laws are just kind of dictating, you know, what these companies can do, and you know, usually, I'm. I mean, you can't leave those days like. I don't know. You you stand to gain, you stand to lose. Yeah, but. and we knew, we knew this would happen someday. We knew this regulation and this oversight would come some someday. Yeah, I think I think we got to the point where like it didn't come soon enough, so that's when they got to the point where they could start taking advantage of you. Because I mean, I I don't think anyone would disagree that, you know phone companies do just take advantage of their customers at this point. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's just it's just interesting to see how the next few years will play out in that regard. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, you got any other topics, anything rattling your mind? Uh, a couple little news things here and there, but uh, did you, did we talk about the uh, earthquake in Morocco, you heard about that? No, we didn't. I did see uh, uh, a video of it. I believe it was six point eight. Which, which uh, you you wouldn't know because you're not from California. But there was a there's an earthquake in Northridge, California, in LA, essentially in uh, the nineties. There's a six point seven that did a ton of damage, and the one in Morocco was a little further from Marrakesh, but it was. Kind of a similar situation. Um, it was bad. It, it, it was in a place that wasn't prepared for earthquakes, right? Like, you see, you, know, you get an earthquake here in California, we know what to do. 
we got buildings that are built to survive earthquakes. In a place like Morocco, you don't have that, and it led to a lot of a lot of issues with infrastructure and a lot of issues with safety too. But we had we had a guy, and the real reason I bring it up, we had a guy, we have a guy at work who's from Morocco, and but he doesn't have family near Marrakesh, so everyone's okay. But yeah, it was a, it was a crazy, it was wild. Yeah, it was a good situation because I didn't even hear about it for a couple of days. Um, there's an Instagram account that I kind of follow that sometimes posts like news updates and stuff, and that's how I heard about it. But, uh, uh, it was Friday, correct? Yes. Yeah. I didn't even hear about it until I think yesterday. So, yeah, I didn't really. I haven't heard much about it, but, uh... I guess the latest death toll is up to about 2,900 people. Jeez. It, it was, it was really rough. It was really rough for the neighbor, for the, for the area. Well, yeah, I mean, they're definitely... I mean, Morocco isn't... I mean, I, I don't know where the bar is exactly, but they're not a first world country. I don't think they are. I, I don't... They're not a poor nation or any, by any means, but yeah. So it doesn't really surprise me that they weren't. It's, uh... it's generalized to a third world country. Yeah. So yeah, they're I... they're they're improving quite a bit. Yeah, they're on the rise. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. But uh, but yeah, we, he uh, you know, we had, we went and talked to that guy. He's fine. His family's fine. But uh, that was a big that was a big world event. Um, I don't have anything else. The Unity thing was the big one. Yeah, that was a, that was the one that I was, wanted to hit. Uh, was, I got a little, I got a little bit of a smaller one if you want. What do you Maybe. got? Oh, actually, before we hit that, there's another, uh, you know, we were talking about cryptids earlier. Did you hear about the Mexican alien? The, 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 the what? The what now? So I have, I certainly stayed away from anything alien related until I do a ton more research on it. Oh, yeah, so I've, I've I dug into this one a little bit. I did not read this article. I did not read about this. Yeah, so, um. I saw, yeah. So, so there's some misinformation going around. I want to clear that up. This was not the Mexican government that did this. I don't know where the fuck that came from, but like everywhere is reporting that this is the Mexican government confirming that aliens are real. It's not. It's it's not. It's a journalist <laughs> who... I, I didn't go down the full rabbit hole. I did look into it a little bit. I did my research, but I didn't go down the entire rabbit hole. But it gets goofy because this guy has what he claims is a mummified alien. Right. Uh, it's a Mexican journalist. They he, he claims he's got a mummified alien. And it doesn't look good. <laughs> like it looks like a paper mache thing that like a middle school art student would make and it is the most stereotypical looking alien ever. 
It looks so, like it looks like a pit. There's not even there's not a, no. Yeah, it does. So here's where the story gets really goofy to me. Is for some reason, <laughs> so many people are using this as definitive proof of aliens. But this man. In the past, claimed to have a mummified alien before, and they found out that it just wasn't real. <laughs> that he made oh, it himself. And it was like charging people money to see it. What? So, I don't. There's just so much weird stuff going on in the story because. It's the shittiest looking alien I've ever seen. I could fucking go in my garage right now and make that. So that's like the the biggest thing to me that says that it's not real. But people are still claiming it is. And this guy is known for scamming people in the past and people are still claiming it's real. It's just so fucking bizarre. Wow. I, I mean, yeah. it, literally, it literally looks have like you... me when I wake up. Like, it's the dumpiest you... looking fucking alien I've ever seen. Have you read about the stuff that the government released about how aliens are real? You remember that, like, maybe a year ago or something like that? Earlier this year, they came out and said that, that we've had encounters with aliens and stuff. Yeah, we, uh, we, uh, Did touched you... on that a little bit in episode one. Yeah. I, I still need to, to really get into that. I, I haven't yet. Yeah, I, I, haven't, I haven't delved into that. I'm, I can't keep my finger on the pulse of everything space, but aliens is the part that kind of eludes me. Aliens? Because I'm, I more look at, like, you know, the movement of galaxies and the orbit of stars mm -hmm. and, you know all that kind of stuff and you know what's going on with voyager and all that kind of shit i've uh but i so, someday i've really got to like delve into those government documents and i mean the, the only government documents i've really been scouring the past few years are ones related to the jfk assassination oh yeah <laughs> so i haven't really taken the time to start looking through the fine print of uh, any of the alien ones, but yeah, there is some interesting stuff in those, apparently. Uh, but anyways, the, the, the real quick topic I wanted to touch on, uh, I mean, you, you have, you played Roblox, right? My ish. I know, yeah. I don't really play it. I played it, like, a little bit. So anyone who's spent any amount of time on Roblox knows that there is a terrifying amount of predators on there. Yeah, I do know that. Roblox is rele releasing a dating service on the app. <laughs> so the app that is made for children is really releasing a dating service. The app that is known... <laughs> For the huge amount of predators on it, 
is coming out with a dating service. It's gonna be bad. There is no way this ends well. I mean, even look no further than YouTube to know that pe- that kids will lie about their age to access things that they're not supposed to. The age restriction on YouTube is a joke because every five-year-old on YouTube says they're 18 so they can watch beheading videos. So yeah, that's that just a quick one that I wanted to throw out there into the world that Roblox is releasing like, a dating service. There's no way it's going to end well. It's like it's like when you don't think things can get weirder, but they get weirder. Yeah, I know. Like, <laughs> I mean. I, I've spent very little time on Roblox and I have encountered fucking predators on there. It is like the breeding ground for online sex offenders and now they're releasing a dating service on an app that is mainly kids. So, yeah, just, just throwing that one out there. Uh, into the universe, but uh, I don't know, unless you got anything, you know, picking at your brain. No, I don't think so. Um, I do want to see, I do think that we're going to have to have a follow-up on the Unity um, issue. Yeah, we're going to um, yeah, we're gonna have to stay on top of that. We, uh, as far as I hear right now, they're kind of doubling back on it, but not entirely. Like, they're kind of... Mm kind of peeling it away piece by piece and trying to see how far back they can go without fully repealing it before people start to fold. Which is kind of an issue that Twitch went through. Because, like, every shitty decision that Twitch has made the past few years, they've just doubled down on. Mm-hmm. But... When they did the one where uh, they limited how much content creators can make from uh, sponsors, they repealed that shit in under 12 hours. So, uh, I mean, we're a day into this Unity thing, and I don't see it working out. So, I'm just, I'm just wondering... You know, when we're going to get the full repeal on it. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, I'll, I'll just put out there my prediction right now is they're going to keep doing what they're doing, just kind of peeling back the layers of it slowly until they find a point where people stop threatening to leave, and then they're going to initiate a shitty policy change that's just not as shitty as it was. So... If people stay on their ground, we might see a full repeal of it. But if people, you know, if the people give an inch, unity's going to take a mile. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so we'll see how all that works out. But that's all I've got. And I guess that's all you got. So, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm a little tired. Long yeah, day at so. work, you know? Oh, um, yeah, I hear you. Yeah, we'll we'll keep uh we'll keep it up with the current events. 
I think, uh, we'll follow, follow some more, follow some more stuff a little more closely, you know? Yeah, next time we'll, uh, we'll definitely, uh, talk on any, any Unity news and any other creative decisions going on in that realm. But that's it. That's all I've got. That's all you got. Say bye, Benny. Bye, Bye. Benny. This, this, is, this is the end. The podcast is over now. Bye. It's over. Yeah.